is, is gonna be okay. Let's hope for the best. God is there all the time. Can we proceed the, with our meeting? Because we couldn't postpone the meeting because of that. Uh, we have already postponed it on Tuesday because we agreed to have it on Tuesday, but seemingly we couldn't. So I, I did not have any anything to say that let's postpone for Thursday or whatever day. Ever. Thanks ever so much for those that have managed to join. We wish to welcome, um, I think the, 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 uh, the deputy minister is with us, but um, I know for a fact that she is not going to do the opening remarks for now. She is going to do the closing remarks rather. Uh, because I understand that that will be a conflict of interest in terms of according to the the bill and the act. So we wish to welcome the deputy ministers who, who, have, who have managed to join us and all the honorable members, both the officials and backup staff that have managed during this critical period Winter is on us. Weather is not good. Load shedding is also on us, but everything is on us. But we will survive and we will, we will overcome at the end of the day. Uh, let's go to the agenda, Lindy. Um, thank you, Lindy. Before Lindy does, Chairperson, may I just present my apology. I have a doctor's appointment at 11. You, you. Okay, uh, Deputy Minister, which I thought that you will be the one who will be closing our meeting in terms of because uh, I was really reminded and cautioned that uh, it will be of the conflict of interesting to yourself in terms of starting by a political. But uh, what we can do, maybe we'll see on where and how are you going to to us because this is really a working document and you will also tell us on where do we miss the boat. Thanks ever so much, Deputy Minister. You are given a an apology to excuse yourself, but before you leave, before you leave, you will definitely inform us, even in in the chat. There is someone who's talking. I don't know whether it's a mistake or is that Lindy? Yes, Chair. May I, the system kicked me up, but I'm back. Do you want me to share the agenda? Please. We are on load shedding, Chair. There might be some glitches, but I will try sure. to connect. We will be back at half past 10. Mm. Where is this agenda? Thank you, Lindsay. Um... That's okay. Uh, welcoming has been done. 
I've also done short, uh, uh, we'll say, opening remarks, not going to do a long speech. Uh, can we then get Lindy, who's present, who's not present? Um, uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, today, we have the following members who are in attendance of this critical meeting. We have you, Chair, uh, Member Mvana, we have Member Aris, we have Member Abrahams, we have Member Mutaung, we have Member Masango, we have Member Opperman, we have Member Stock, we have Member Mare, we have Member Mangane, we have Member Pinkulu, we have Member Priet, we have Member Sukas Chair, uh, Member Fandana indicated that she won't be with us today. Uh, she's attending a caucus workshop, but her minority views were forwarded to us and are incorporated in the in the in the report. Thank you very much, Chair. Lindy, who? Lindy, yeah. who's gonna be with us? I beg your question. Who is not going to be with us? Uh, Member Fandana, Chair. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Lindy, for those. Uh... Then can we get from the uh, DG, from the officials? Uh, good, good, good morning. Uh... Good, good morning, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable Members. Uh, my name is Kumbula. Okay. Uh, I, of course, the, the, minister, the Deputy Minister is with us. Uh, the Minister is not able to join us. Uh, the DG as well as uh, uh, ISA, they are in the funeral in the Eastern Cape. The rest of the members are here uh, with us in the meeting. Thank you very much. Thanks ever so much. I think we have also covered the issue of apologies, unless there is anything that has been left. Otherwise, the apologies have been noted. Uh, can we then go to the adoption of the agenda as proposed? The agenda is the consideration of B-Bill and the consideration of the committee report, and then we close the meeting. Can I see someone who adopts the agenda as proposed? I adopt the agenda chair as proposed. Thank you. Honorable Kate, thank you very much. Then I see the hand of Honorable Dehan. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I second uh, the mover for the adoption of the agenda. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Can we then um, go to consideration of the B bill. Then the B bill, honorable members, as you remember that uh, 
we were supposed to have adopted it, but because we were not exactly sure and uh, thinking that it was on that day that we have finalized the A bill. So we must be given an opportunity to go back and look at it. And we were, in fact, I will say we were also handicapped by not having the memorandum on that day. And then we requested the members, in fact, the advisors to prepare the memo so as to get into B, B list today or B version and adopt it. And then we can go to the committee report. So it has been adopted as it is. So can we not waste time? Uh, go to B, Bill. I am reminded that a B version need to be um, done by close, close by close. And uh, we agree on it. And then we adopt that one and we pass over. Knowing exactly we've got 16 clauses that we have to adopt them. And then we conclude with the B version and go to the committee report. Can we get Lindy to flight the the B list so as to go close by close? At least 16 clauses are not too much. We are still going to deal with 110 some odd clauses in the second phase. We will request you to flight whatever that we need, knowing exactly that honorable members have their documents with them uh, until we finalize this bill. But I know for a fact it's not easy to have them in front of us, but uh, you will assist us by flighting them. Mr. Mchenyan, get ready to assist us in terms of reading. Um, I don't want to waste spectacles, so I'll be assisted by you to read clause by clause, starting to read the back, what is it, the background or the introduction or whatever that you think it's necessary for us to read. So can you can you start? Uh, good morning, Chairperson. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. Good morning to you and to honorable members, uh, my colleagues in the committee meeting today. Uh, Chair, I will just go straight into reading the clauses of the bill, Chair, with the process today being, as you've explained, going through the clauses, I will then read the short uh, title last year and then the long title. Uh, so I'll read the, the, the short title just before the, the long title and then I'll read the long title last year. Thank you. So Chair, uh, starting with clause one, um, it reads as follows. Be it enacted 
by the Parliament of the Republic of South Africa as follows. Amendment of Section 1 of Act 38 of 2005, as amended by Section 3 of Act 41 of 2007, Section 48 of Act 7 of 2013, Section 1 of Act 17 of 2016, and Section 1 of Act 18 of 2016. Section 1. Section 1 of the Children's Act 2005, hereafter referred to as the Principal Act, is hereby amended A. By the substitution for the definition of abandoned of the following definition. Abandoned child means a child who has been deserted by a parent, comma, guardian, or caregiver. B. For no apparent reason, comma, had no contact with the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver for a period of at least three months, or C, has, comma, if applicable, comma, no knowledge as to the whereabouts of the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver, and such information cannot be ascertained by the relevant authorities. Then B, by the substitution for the definition of cluster foster care scheme of the following definition. Cluster foster care scheme means a scheme providing for the reception of children in foster care, comma, managed and operated by a designated child protection organization or the provincial department of social development as registered by the provincial head of social development for this purpose. C, by the substitution for the definition of orphan of the following definition. Orphan means a child whose parent or both parents are deceased. D, by the deletion of the definition of social service professional. E, by the insertion after the definition of sexual offense of the following definition. Social service practitioner means any person registered in a social service profession or occupation within the, with the Republic, with, with the South African Council of Social Service Professions as contemplated in the Social Service Professions Act of 1978 to practice and render a service within the social service sector. Full stop. Thank you, Chairperson. That is clause one. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mjimane. Can we then get a hand in terms of um, what is the terminology that is being used, agreed or reject? There are two terminologies that are being used uh, in this uh, B version so as to move forward and continue with it. Uh, Honorable Tihang. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, I would like to move or make a proposal to agree with the clause as amended in the B list uh, as a true reflection of what we have agreed and in terms of the amendments in the meeting. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Thanks. Okay, close one. Honorable Stock, agree with it or adopt it, any of the term that is being used. And uh, can I get any second on close one? Close one. It's red. Yes, honorable. Yes. Uh, second, I second Thank you very much. members. Thank you very much. On close one, 
uh, it has been seconded as read uh, by Honorable Anastasia. Thank you, Honorable. Can we go to the next clause, uh, Mr. Mchengwan? Thank you, Chair. The next clause is Clause 2, Chair, which is an amendment of Section 24 of Act 38 of 2005. Chair, just to remind members that uh, in the when reading, we exclude those words that are in square brackets because those are the words being re- removed and the words underlined are the words being added into, into uh, the amendment. So, Chairperson, Clause 2 reads as follows. Will you please enlarge the font, please, Lindy? I think it's you. Is it you? Or somebody's book of it? Okay, continue. Am I still in the meeting? You are still in a meeting. I requested you to enlarge the font if possible. Okay. I was it. Ouch, um, there's a funny, I can't see some of the, let me stop sharing. We are on close to. Okay, yes. Joe. Yes. Um, where is this document now? It now? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Proceed, uh, Mr. Mchenna. Thank you, Chairperson. So we're on clause two, which reads as follows. Amendment of Section 24 of Act 38 of 2005. Section 24 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the following subsection. One, any person having an interest in the care, comma, well-being and development of a child may apply to the High Court or Children's Court for an order granting guardianship of the child. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That's close to. Thank you. Can I then get a person to adopt that clause as read? No hand. It means I must adopt it by myself. Honorable eh? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Shalo. I move for the adoption of clause two as being amended in the bill list. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Honorable Anastasia, you will do one second. Yeah, uh, thank you, Chair. Second, Chair. Okay, 
Thank you very much, honorable members. Uh, can we proceed to the next one? Uh, Thank you, Chair. The next one is Clause 3, which is an amendment of Section 45 of Act 38 of 2005. <coughs> Excuse me. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 45 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A. By the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph B of the following paragraph. B. Capital A. Guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24. B. By the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph J of the following paragraph. J. A child and youth care center, comma, a partial care facility, or a shelter drop-in center, comma, or any other facility purporting to be a care facility for children. C by the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph J of the following paragraph. J, capital A, an unaccompanied or separated migrant child or a child who is an asylum seeker or refugee as contemplated in the Refugees Act of 1998, or D, by the substitution for subsection 2 of the following subsection 2. A children's court must refer any criminal matter arising from the non-compliance with an order of such court or a change relating to any offense contemplated in Section 305 to a criminal court having jurisdiction. E, by the substitution in Subsection 3 for the words preceding Paragraph A of the following words. Pending the establishment of family courts by an act of parliament, the high courts have exclusive jurisdiction of the following matters contemplated in this act. F, by the deletion in subsection 3 of paragraph A and B. G, by the substitution in subsection 3 for paragraph H of the following paragraph. H, surrogate motherhood agreement and H, by the insertion after subsection 3 of the following subsections, 3 capital A, the High Court and Children's Court have concurrent jurisdiction over the guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24 of this Act, 3 capital B, the High Court, comma, Children's Court and Regional Court have concurrent jurisdiction over the assignment, comma, exercise, comma, extension, comma, the restriction, comma, suspension or termination of guardianship in respect of a child, full stop. Thank you, Chair. That is close three. Okay. Close three. Um, as read, I need to get a hand that adopts it. Chair? Yes, Kate? I agree with that loss and I move for the adoption of section 45 and its amendment. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Kate. Um, Honorable Tihan? Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I second the proposal for the adoption of clause, I mean, clause 3. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, honorable members. We are still going to 16. <laughs> so it's a delay. Thank you very much. The next item. The, ne the next clause. 
It is clause four, Chairperson, uh, which is the amendment of section 105 of the of Act 338 of 2005, as inserted by section five of Act 41 of 2007. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 105 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion after subsection five of the following subsection. Six, the department must, comma, as prescribed, comma, develop and conduct a quality assurance process for the evaluation of A, child protection services, and B, child protection organizations as contemplated in section 107. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That is close for. Thank you, Mr. Mjimane. Uh, clause four is red. Honorable Stock. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I move for the adoption of clause four as read and then also propose for its formal adoption. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Stock. Um, Elisa Kenda. Matawin, Chair. Seconded. <laughs> okay, Anastasia. Thank you very much, Anastasia. Seconds. The next one. The next clause is clause five, Chair. It's the amendment of section 142 of Act 38 of 2005, as amended by section six of Act 41 of 2007. It reads as follows. Section 142 of the principal act is hereby amended. A by the substitution for paragraph F of the following paragraph F, prescribing the conditions for the examination or assessment of children who have been abused, comma, abandoned or neglected, comma, including the consent of the child for any such examination or assessment given the age and maturity of the child. And B, by the deletion for, of the word end at the end of paragraph J, and the insertion after paragraph J of the following paragraphs. JA, prescribing the powers, comma, duties and responsibilities of the registrar of the National Child Protection Register. J, capital B, prescribing the criteria for the establishment and resourcing of designated child care and protection units. And thank you, Chair, that's clause five. Thank you, Tatunchemani. Uh, marathon. Any other hand? Sure. Yes. Honorable Bilangulu here. Okay. I agree Honorable with clause. I agree with clause five. Therefore, I move for the adoption of clause five, section one four two, and this amendment. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kate. Honorable Stock. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. I would like to second the proposal by Honorable Blanculo for the adoption of Clause 5. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Okay. Clause 5 has been adopted and seconded. Can we go to the next clause? Can Thank I you, Thank you, Chair. We're on clause six, which is the amendment of section 150 of Act 38 of 2005, as, as amended by section five of Act 17 of 2016. It reads as follows Section 150 of the principal act is hereby amended. A. 
by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph A of the following paragraph. A. Has been abandoned or orphaned and has no family member who is able and suitable to care for that child. B. By the deletion of the word or at the end of subsection 1H. C. By the substitution of subsection 1 for paragraph I of the following paragraph. I. Is being maltreated, abused, deliberately neglected or degraded by a parent, excuse me, a caregiver, a person who has parental responsibilities and rights, or a family member of the child, or by a person in whose care the child is. And D, by the insertion after paragraph I of the following paragraphs, J, is an unaccompanied migrant child from another country, K, is a victim of trafficking, or L, has been sold by a parent, comma, caregiver, or guardian, full stop. Thank you, children. Clause six. Thank you, Mr. Mjengone. Can I get uh, someone to, to move and adopt? Honorable Kate? Thank you, sir. I agree with clause six. Therefore, I move for the adoption of clause six, section 150 of Act 88 of 2005. Thank you, Shepard. Thank you, Honorable Gates. Adopted uh, clause six. Can I then get uh, the seconder? I second Honorable Bilankul. Thank you. Okay. Anastasia. Seconds. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members. Next uh, clause. Thank you, Chair. The next clause is clause seven, which is the amendment of section 155 of the Act 38 of 2005, as amended by section seven of Act 17 of 2016. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 155 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A, by the substitution for subsection 2 of the following subsection. 2, a designated social worker must investigate the matter and within 90 days compile a report in the prescribed manner on whether the child is in need of care and protection. B, by the substitution for subsection 5 of the following subsection. 5, if, comma, after an investigation contemplated in subsection two comma, the designated social worker finds the child to be in need of care and protection comma, that child must be brought before the children's court for a hearing upon which such court must make a determination. D, by the substitution for subsection six of the following subsection. Six, the children's court hearing the matter may A, adjourn the matter for a period not exceeding 30 days at a time, and B, order that, comma, pending the decision on the, of the matter, comma, the child must, I, Romelta 1, remain in temporary safe care at the place where the child is kept, two, be transferred to another place in temporary safe care, three, remain with the person in whose care the child is, Four, be placed in the care of a family member or other relative of the child, or 
Five, be placed in temporary safe care and E, by the substitution in subsection eight for paragraph A of the following paragraph. A, must make an order that the child, comma, if the child is in temporary safe care, comma, be returned to the person in whose care the child was, was before the child was placed in temporary safe care. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That's clause seven. Thank you very much, Tatum Chenoni. Uh, let's uh, get someone to adopt. Honorable Kate. Thank you, Chair. I agree with your seven. Therefore, I move for the adoption of Clause 7, Section 155 of 38 of 2005 and its amendment. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, thank you, uh, Honorable Kate. Honorable uh, Stembile, your hand is up in second. Thank you very much, Chair. I want to second the adoption of Clause 7. Thank you, Honorable Informer. Can we then go to the next clause? We're on eight now. Thank you, Chair. <coughs> Thank you, Chair. Clause 8 is an amendment of Section 156 of the Act 38 of 2005, as amended by Section 9 of Act 41 of 2007. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 156 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A. By the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph B of the following paragraph. B. Confirming that the person in whose care the child is, comma, may retain care of the child, comma, if the court finds that person is a suitable person to provide for the safety and well-being of the child. B, by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph C of the following paragraph. C, that the child be returned to the person in whose care the child was before the child was placed in temporary safe care, comma, if the court finds that person is a suitable person to provide for the safety and well-being of the child. C. By the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph C of the following paragraph. C, capital A. That the child be placed in the care of a parent or family member, comma, if the court finds that such person is a suitable person to provide for the safety and well-being of the child. D. By the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph D of the following paragraph. D. That the person in whose care the child was must make arrangements for the child to be taken care of in a partial care facility <laughs> at the expense of such person, comma, if the court finds that the child became in need of care and protection because the person in whose care the child was lacked the time to care for the child. And E. By the substitution in 1E for paragraphs Roman letter 2 of the following subparagraph. Roman letter 2. Foster care with an identified foster parent who is part of a cluster foster care scheme. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That is clause 8. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking for a hand who's going to adopt clause 8 
section 156 as read. Honorable Mshongo. Thank you very much, Chair. I move for the adoption of clause 8 as read. Okay. Honorable Kate. Thank you, Chairperson. I move to second. The move Thank by Honorable Mshongo as read. Thank, Thank you very much. Where are other members? <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. Let's proceed to the next clause. The next clause, Chairperson, is clause 9, which amends section 157 of the Act. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 157 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A. By the substitution in subsection 1 for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words. Before a children's court makes an order in terms of section 156, for the removal of the child from the care of the child's parent, comma, guardian or caregiver, comma, the court must. B, by the substitution in subsection 1B for paragraph Romanetta 1 of the following subparagraph, Romanetta 1, leaving the child in the care of the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver under the supervision of a designated social worker, comma, provided that the child's safety and well-being must receive first priority. C, by the substitution in subsection 1B for subparagraph, Roman letter 2 of the following subparagraph. Roman letter 2, placing the child in alternative care for a limited period to allow for the reunification of the child and the parent, guardian or caregiver, with the assistance of a designated social worker. D, by the substitution in subsection 1B for paragraph, for subparagraph, Roman letter 3 of the following subparagraph, Roman letter 3, placing the child in alternative care with or without terminating parental responsibilities and rights of the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver. E, by the substitution for subsection 3 of the following subsection, 3, a child who is 3 years of age or less who has been orphaned or abandoned, must be avail- made available for adoption in the prescribed manner and within the prescribed period, except when this is not in the best interest of the child. Full stop. And F, by the substitution for subsection 4 of the following subsection. 4, when issuing an order involving the removal of the child from the care of the, chi- of the child's parent, comma, guardian or caregiver, comma, the court may include in the court order instructions as to the implementation of the permanency plan for the child, full stop. Thank you, Chair. That is clause nine. Thank you, Datum Chengmane, clause nine, section 157. Any member to adopt? Honorable stop. Thank you, Chairperson. Can I just request the Secretary to fly it? Yeah. Uh, the bill on the screen again because it went missing. Uh, but okay. uh, following with what uh, the legal advocate Mujengana was presenting, just presented now in terms of clause nine, I would like to formally move for the adoption of clause nine. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Stock. Lindy, uh, you said that you are having. Uh, technical glitches that is the load shedding but let's request you 
to once more um, flight the, 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 these clauses. Uh, thank you very much for that adoption, uh, Honorable Stock. Uh, I'm looking for the hand who will second you. Can we go to the next clause? Thank you, Chair. The next clause is clause 10, which is the amendment of section 159 of Act 38 of 2005, as amended by section 8 of Act 17 of 2016. Clause 10 reads as follows, Chair. Section 159 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion after subsection 2 of the following subsections. 2 capital A. A court may extend an alternative care order that has lapsed or make an interim order for a period not exceeding six months on good cause shown. Full stop. B. 2B. Notwithstanding the amendment to section 151A, an order placing an off-fund or abandoned child in foster care with a family member in terms of section 156 before or on the date of this amendment, act, may be extended by the court in terms of section 159, subsection 2, or section 186, subsection 2. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That's clause 10. Thank you, Tatumjemani. Uh, let me look for a hand that will adopt this one. Will remind me, uh, Honorable um, Alex, at all times when I read it. Thanks. Uh, any other hand? Am I still in a meeting? Lindy? I'm trying to... Fungile, can you make me a co-host, please? Then I can flight the... the, 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 the please. Fungile. Yes, Susie's just been kicked out. Okay. Thank you very much for that. But the clause 10... Section 159 has been read. Uh, Honorable Tihan. Thank you, Chairperson. I move for the adoption of clause 10. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Stock. Stock. Any second? Yeah. Uh, second. Yes, thank you very much, Honorable Mutawu. Can we then go to the next clause? The next clause is clause 11, Chair, which is the amendment of section 160 of the Act 38 of 2005, reading as follows. Section 160 of the principal Act is hereby amended by CA, capital A, the procedure, comma, form and manner that a social service practitioner must follow when assessing, comma, screening, comma, investigating, comma, 
referring to the relevant authority and placing a child who is in need of care and protection. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That's clause 11. So short and brief to the point, uh, clause 11, section 160. Can, can, can I get? Can we reflect the bill? Oh, yes, there it is. Thank you very much. Um, thanks, Yuli. Can I get the hand that will adopt clause 11? Asifumane Isanka. Thank you, Chair. I move for the adoption of clause 11 as read. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Shongo. Honorable, thank you very much, Anastasia. It has been seconded. Then we go to clause 12. We're about to finish yeah. now. Yes, Chair, close. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, clause 12 is an amendment of section 183 of Act 38 of 2005, as inserted by section 10 of Act 41 of 2007. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 183 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A, by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph A of the following paragraph. A, the organization operating or managing the cluster foster care scheme must register as a designated child protection organization within two years of this provision coming into operation. And B, by the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph A of the following paragraph. A, capital A. The Provincial Department of Social Development or a designated child protection organization must manage and operate a cluster foster care scheme in the prescribed manner. Thank you, Chair. That's clause 12. Clause 12, section 183. Can I get the hand that will adopt as read, Honorable Stock? Thank you, Chairperson. I move for the adoption of clause 12. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Any second, Honorable Gate? Thank you, Chair. Honorable I move to second. Uh, oh, second. The thank you, Chairperson. Yes, I move to second the move as Honorable uh, Stop, as indicated. Thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you very Honorable much. Gate. Clause 12 has been adopted and seconded. Can I go to clause the next clause? Thank you, Chair. The next clause is 13. It's an amendment of section 185 of the Act 38 of 2005 is inserted by section 10 uh, of Act 41 of 2007. It reads as follows, Chair. Section 185 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution for subsection two of the following subsection. Two, not more than six children may be placed in foster care with a single person or two persons sharing a common household in terms of a registered cluster foster care scheme. Thank you, Chair. That is closed. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Gate. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Gate. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Gate. Thank you
بدین Despite the provision of subsection 1, a children's court may deem it necessary to order further supervision services as contemplated in section 65, subsection 2A, Romanetta 2. B. By the substitution in subsection 2 for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words. A children's court may, despite the provisions of section 159, subsection 1A, regarding the duration of a court order, and after having considered the need for creating stability in the child's life, place a child in foster care with a family member and order that the foster care placement subsists until the child turns 18 years, if. C, by the substitution for subsection 3 of the following subsection, 3. Despite the provisions of subsections 1 and 2, a social services practitioner must visit a child in foster care at least annually to monitor and evaluate the placement. And D, by the insertion after subsection 3 of the following subsection, 4, this section does not apply to a cluster foster care scheme contemplated in section 183, full stop. Thank you, Chair. That is clause 14. Honorable Stembile, clause 14. Looking for the hand to adopt. Thank you very much, Chair. I move for the adoption of clause 14 as a rate. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. I second the proposal for the adoption of Clause 40 as made by Honorable Frongo. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. 15. Thank you, Chair. 15 amends Section 312 of Act 38 of 2005. It reads as follows Section 312 of the Principal Act is hereby amended. A. By the insertion after subsection one of the following subsection, one capital A, the MEC for social development may, comma, subject to any provincial strategic plan, comma, enter into an agreement with a designated child protection organization or other appropriate person, comma, for the provision of any service that may or must be provided in terms of this act, comma, by such organization or person on an agency basis in the relevant province, full stop, end. B, by the substitution for subsection two of the following subsection two, the minister or MEC for social development, comma, as the case may be, comma, may delegate to such organization or person such powers and duties in terms of this act as may be required for the proper performance of the service, full stop. Thank you, Chair, that is clause 15. Thank you very much, Tatum Chengmane. Section 15, Section 3, 12 has been read. I'm looking for the hand to adopt that one. I don't see any hand. We're about to finish in adopting. Honorable Chairperson, I move for the adoption of Clause 15 as read. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Stock. Then, any seconder? Seconded. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mutawung. We're about to finish this. I know for a fact that the weather is not conducive for us. It's always with you. Thanks. Uh, Honorable uh, uh, Mr. Mchengman, is it the last? Yes, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. The last clause is there. Short title, Chairperson, and commencement. Uh, it is the it is the short title, Chair. So it reads as follows in clause 16. This act is called the Children's Amendment Act, comma 2020, comma, and comes into operation on a date determined by the President by proclamation in the Gazette. Full stop. Chair, I would just want to mention here that the date will consequentially change to reflect the year on which the act or the bill is passed, but that is done by the editors, Chair. So this is what it will read for adoption purposes. Thank you very much, Chair. That's clause 16. I just want to check amendment act of 205, not 2020. No, Chair, the, the, the Act itself, the Amendment Act, will, be, will reflect this year, which is the year on which it is passed. 
but that is on publication. Oh, I get you yes. now. Thank yes. you very much for explaining that. Um, understanding that it was supposed to have been done by that time, and now it's done this time around. Thank you for explaining that. Uh, do, 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 uh, the hand to adopt it. Honorable Dehang, it's the last. Yeah, thank you very much, Honorable Chair. I move for the adoption of Pro 16 as presented yes, yeah. and re- read by the advocate. Thank you. Okay. Honorable Stock has moved and adopted. Any seconder? Chair? Yes? I second the move of Pro 16 as read. Thank you. Thanks, Honorable Kate Vilangulu. Uh, seconded that clause 16. Thank you very much. And then, uh, what is it that is next, uh, Honorable? I mean, Mr. Mchengman, what is it that is next? Chair, the next step is to read into the record for members' consideration the long title, Chair. And it reads as follows. Uh, the long title, if you could just move to the long title, uh, the long title. So it's at the beginning of the bill, right at the top. It's the words in bold. In bold. So the, the long title reads as follows, members. To amend the Children's Act, comma, 2005, comma, so as to amend and insert certain definitions, semicolon, to extend the children's court jurisdiction, to further provide for the care of abandoned or orphan children and additional matters that may be regulated, to provide for additional matters relating to children in alternative care, and to provide for matters connected therewith. Thank you, Chair. That is the long title which has been amended to reflect the clauses which has just been adopted by committee. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mchengwane. I think we are done with this B version. Uh, the memorandum then, is it what you are reading is called memorandum? No, what I was reading was called the long title chair. It is just to be adopted with the rest of the clauses. So there would have to be a mover and the second for the adoption of the long title. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Honorable Stock, can you adopt the long a title is read. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I move for the adoption of the title as presented by Advocate Engineer. Mutawung yeah, second. Okay. Okay. Honorable Mutawung second uh, the long title that has been read. Uh, what is next then, uh, Advocate General? So, the next step would be the memo of objects. Chair, uh, Chair it, the memo is just updated to reflect these amendments, Chair, and is not ordinarily read, Chair. Unless members have noticed some changes when they were considering the memo that they would like us to update. 
And and if there are no changes, Chair, on the memo after the members have considered it, the next step would be to then put the whole bill before the members to move for the adoption of the whole bill with its memo and then second it, Chair. If that is done, then Chair, that would be the final uh, thing to do on this bill, Chair, before the committee goes to consider the report on the bill. Thank, Thank you, Chair. Thank you very, very much. Uh, can I get the hand that will move the whole bill, including the memo? Honorable Stock. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. I move, uh, finally move for the adoption of the bill. The entire bill has been presented by the advocate to us in the meeting. I formally move for its adoption. Thank you very much. Okay. Honorable Stock has adopted uh, the whole bill, including the memo, as it has been read. And then I need to get the second on that. I need the second on that. Is there anyone who seconds uh, Honorable Stock? Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Honorable uh, Alex and Honorable uh, Riet. Thank you, you. Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson, and good morning to all in attendance. Um, please note my objection to the B list. Thank you. <laughs> objection by all Alex. Chairperson, and also please note the objection of myself or the Freedom Fund Plus um, for this uh, uh, B list. Thank you. Thank you. That's Honorable Prietne. Uh, correct, ma'am. Okay. Thank you very much. Noted. Okay. Honorable Sukar's hand is also up, ma'am, and also um, Honorable Mare. Yeah, I can see them in my gadget. Thank you very much for assisting in chairing. Honorable Sukers and Honorable Marie Colnit. Good morning, um, members. <clears throat> please morning. note please note my objection to the B list. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Sukers. Honorable Colnit, you too. Morning, Chair and honourable members. Um, please note my objection to the billers. Thank you, Chair. Okay, Paul Neat. Thank you very much. Who else is left? Honourable Anastasia and Honourable Fandameve. Are they not in? Well, Fandameve is has apologised. Okay. And Honorable, I saw Honorable's um, Aris apology saying that he's, she's having a, a, a load shedding. Thank you very much. And then, seemingly, 
Honorable Marie's hand is an old one. Okay, thank you very much. Can we then go to the next um, item, which is the report? Lindy? Chair? Yes. Can you fly to the report? That is the next item. Okay, Chair, I'll try. If I get lost, uh, you will assist. Yoli, do you have um? Yes, I do. Okay. You want me to try? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Should, should I go ahead? No, it's fine. Is it? Can it show now? Yes, is it? Not showing yet, sis. Let me try. Okay. Can the member see it? Yes. Okay. Chair, we are on your hands, in your hands. Can you can you what take us the through the approach? Can you take us through, uh, Lindy? But just reminding us what has happened. Okay, okay Chair. Uh, Chair, please the... excuse me, Lindy. Please do remind me uh, before the de de deputy minister leaves to give her a space in terms of uh, just make few words before she leaves. Okay, Chair. Uh, okay, Chair, the first part of the report, um, it outlines uh, the process, um, parliamentary process uh, on this bill when it was referred, the referral and the joint taking mechanism and then we also um, stating that we are reporting the bill with amendments, which is the B18A. So this um, report, when is um, presented in the House, um, it will also contain the amendment list as well as the as the B bill, which is the B version that has been amended by by this committee. Chair, here there is also a context and background. Uh, maybe you can talk more because it's more of a content. If you allow me, Chair, uh, to give Yuli to provide the context and background on this report. Through you, Chair. Because you combine this report together. Okay. 
Thank you very much, Yoli. Okay, thank you, Chair. And let me formally uh, greet the members and their colleagues who are here because I had uh, technical issues earlier because of load shedding. I missed the first part of the meeting. Okay, Chair, basically this part is just outlining, I think, what the members know, how that came about in this bill and from when the department and SASA were litigated by the uh, Center for Child Law with regard to the foster care backlog court uh, orders at the time and the uh, rulings that were made by the North Houghton High Court chairperson, but in essence, that there should be a comprehensive legal solution to the challenge of foster care, which I think the members are quite familiar with that. Um, and so the bill then seeks to amend the Children's Act of 2005 as one of the uh, legal solution to what the court had um, ruled. As members can recall that the first uh, legal solution was through the Social Assistance Amendment Bill, which was uh, done by the committee as well, Chairperson. So this is just basically saying what the bill seeks to do, which is contained, all of this is contained in the bill as it was tabled uh, to Parliament. I'm not going to go to read all of it. It's contained in that version of the bill. Do you want to go on, CC, or what now? Because now we're going to the parliamentary processes that were followed, maybe just to continue for to save time, Chair. Uh, to say that the bill was tabled to Parliament and it was 80 seat for the committee to consider it, which is the Committee on Social Development, the PC. Then the PC then received the briefing on the bill on the 6th of October, 2020. <clears throat> At that time, it raised a concern that it had a short period to process the bill as the court deadline was soon to, um, to expire. Uh, or come to an end, which was going to be the 28th of November, 2020. Then the committee on the 2nd of September, which supported the legal uh, opinion or option that the department should approach the court to seek further extension. On the 12th of November, 2020, then the court extended the deadline for a further 18 months to the 27th of November, 2022. In the interim, the committee placed a six weeks notice for ad advertisement for written submissions. That was that ran from the 16th of October to the 27th of November 2020. And then it conducted national hearings uh, virtually from the 11th of May to the 18th of May. The provincial hearings were conducted from the 5th of June to the 10th of December 2021 and all the nine provinces were uh, visited. And uh, just to report or to highlight the fact that the hearings were um, suspended due to lockdown uh, travel restrictions in July. They resumed again in August, uh, but again suspended in September. That is now 2021, Chair. Um, due to a House resolution for Parliament to go on recess to allow members to prepare for the upcoming local elections, which were held on the 1st of November 2021. And thereafter, the committee resumed with the public hearings from 5 November until 10th December 2021. 
also chairs part of this process of uh, public consultation. The, 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 the committee before it embarked on it, it had a consultative process or a meetings with the Department of Social Development on 17th February, with the South African Local Government Association on the 24th of February, 2021, both dates are 2021 and the Department of Home Affairs on March 2021. And in those meetings, the committee was briefed on the implications of the children's amendment bill to this sectors respectively. The committee also held a joint meeting with the Portfolio Committee on Basic Education on 16th of March 2021 to receive a briefing from the Department of Basic Education basic education and the Department of Social Development on their state of readiness for the ECD function shift to DBE, which is the Department of Basic Education. Okay, Chair, and also as part of uh, the public participation process, the committee held two closed sessions with children's representatives from the children's organizations. The first section was held in parliament in person on the 14th of May, 2021. The organizations that were represented in that session were five, and these were the Western Cape Commission for Children, Say Yes Alumni, National Association of Child and Youth Care Workers, Mamilani Projects, and the Bayakanya Foundation. And then the second section was held virtually with the children's representatives from the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, on the 10th of September, 2021, while the committee was in the Northwest for provincial public hearings. After the conclusion of the public hearings chair, both nationally and provincially, then the committee invited the Department of Social Development, of Home Affairs, of Justice and Constitutional Development, of Basic Education, and the South African Local Government Association, to respond on the issues raised on submissions made by the public, both nationally and provincially. It also invited two experts, Professor Anne Skelton and Dr. Rosenberg, on the 16th of February, which was Dr. S, uh, Professor Skelton, and on the 30th of March, which was Dr. Rosenberg. Professor Skelton briefed the committee on the legal interpretation and application of age of majority, Drawing from the international, regional, and legis local legislative, legislative framework. And Dr. Rosenberg uh, briefed the committee on the baby saver concept. <clears throat> Thereafter, the committee proceeded with the former stage of the bill, which is the clause by clause, from the 1st of April to the 29th of June. Um, just remove this. Where he liberated on the clause by clause of the shortened bill, which only focused on the foster care related clauses. It considered the public inputs and the department responses. It then adopted the Children's Amendment Bill A list on the 29th of June 2022 and the B list on the, which is today, sorry, wrong date, maybe today, chair. Yeah on the 6th of June, July, 2022. The next session uh, outlines the, the key issues that were taken by the committee during this process of considering this bill. On the 2nd of September, the committee uh, received, 2020, 
The committee received the legal advice from the legal team of the department and the parliament on whether the bill could be split into two. The advice gave two options. One option was based on fast-tracking the period, which meant the parliament would be required to shorten its process to pass the bill. It ever cautioned that splitting the bill may work against the department because the bill had provisions that required regulations to, to implement a comprehensive legal solution dealing with foster care. This process will still go beyond the time frame remaining for the lapsing of the court order, which then was November 2020. Parliament will also be disadvantaged as, as the time frame remaining until 26 November 2020 was too little to comply with all the requirements of, the, of processing the bill. With regards to option two, it was reported that this option will enable Parliament to comply with all legislative process requirements. This implied that a longer period for processing the bill will also go beyond the 26th November 2020. It will, however, be to the advantage of the department as a comprehensive package will, will, on, will not only deal with foster care, but with all other long-standing outstanding amendments to comply with other challenges that the department is faced with. There was also an indirect connection between the rest of the bill and the provisions that the that deal with foster care. The second option will also entail that the court must be approached for an extension. The department will request the parliament to assist in advising it about the approximate time frame that the department will ask the court's extension for and any other support that may be required in this regard. Based on a legal advice then, the committee resolved to proceed with the bill on its entirety. That was the first decision that was taken by the committee chair, the key decision. Then the second one on the 24th of February, 2021, during the briefing with SAGA, um, the committee was informed that the sector was not consulted by the Department of Social Development on ECD and other related clauses, even though it has a constitutional mandate to provide ECD services, which include the structural health and safety uh, standards, inspections, and infrastructure. Then the committee requested the department to present a legal opinion on the matter. On 5 March 2021, a legal opinion was presented and advised that the contested part in the bill, which means all the ECT-related clauses, be removed, consulted with SACA, and published separately as a second amendment to this current process. This therefore entailed that the current process must continue as scheduled without the contested provisions. Mr. Mchengwana, who is the parliamentary legal advisor, concurred with the opinion to reject amendments related to the ECT so as to further um, allow for um, as to allow for further consultation with SACA. Then the committee agreed with the legal opinion from the department, the office of the chief, chief state law advisor and parliamentary advisor to remove the clauses dealing with ECD and continue with the processes of the bill so as it could meet the court deadline. It also requested a technical team consisting of the representatives from SAGA, from DSD, and the Department of Basic Education to prepare a presentation to the committee with a list of clauses, ECT clauses to be rejected and also to indicate 
whether such clauses will have an impact on the provision dealing with comprehensive legal solution on foster care backlog. The committee was also advised of the imminent, which was going to be the 1st of April 2022, of ECD functioning shift from DSD to the Department of Basic Education. The implications of that was that the committee would not be, it would, it would not be prudent. Okay, I'd have to, to okay, I'll change the chair to read that it would not be prudent for the committee to legislate on a function that would not, it would not conduct oversight over it. That was part of the advice that was given, Chair. On 17 March, the department presented the ECT clauses to the committee. <clears throat> it noted that the, re the rejection of these clauses would have no impact on the provision dealing with the comprehensive legal solution on foster care backlog. The committee resolved that during the former stage, it will reject the ECT-related clauses based on the legal advice mentioned earlier. On the 1st of April 2022, Mr. Mjengane, the parliamentary legal advisor, provided a legal advice to the committee to consider prioritizing 12 foster care-related clauses so that it could meet the court deadline. The committee agreed on the advice. It also agreed that other substantive clauses will be considered in the committee bill as a second amendment. It then requested the legal team to identify the actual clauses that respond to the first, to the court order. On 18 May 2022, the committee considered the bill clause by clause and proposal was made that clause 10 amending section 21 of the act should be added into the bill. It was motivated that this clause is important because there are many abandoned and orphan children who are living with their unmarried fathers. Therefore, the application of this clause will prevent these children from ending up in the foster care system. While the committee was considering the bill clause, it was made aware that it did not consider the metrics which contain the public inputs and responses from the Department of Social Development. It was then proposed and agreed that the committee will start afresh the process in the next meeting of 25 May 2022. On 25 May 2022, the committee considered the bill clause by clause and was in agreement with most of the clauses except for clause 10, which is amending section 21. Majority of the members maintained that the committee will only deal with this clause as part of the Second Amendment Bill as it had agreed. Also, this clause receives substantial public inputs that need an extensive public participation process, which could possibly also have to include consulting with the House of Traditional Leaders and the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development. Uh, it was then decided that the clause 10 will not be considered in the current uh, process. Oh, sorry. Okay. The minor minority members objected and stated that the committee had agreed to include clause 10 in its previous meeting. They questioned the exclusion of clause 10 with the motivation that that given effect to this clause 
will have an impact on the foster care system in that it will lessen the pressure of this system as biological fathers will have access to their children. The meeting could not reach a consensus on this matter. As a result, the following members left the meeting. Ms. Pritchard Masango, Ms. Alexandra Abrahams, Ms. Mary Sukers, Ms. Gisela Opperman, Ms. Tammy Briat, Ms. Leticia Iris, Ms. Lizel van der Melve. Just to mention, Chair, that um, in the meeting that was held, the members had asked that the, the meetings of this meeting should be amended and specified that um, the members that I just read uh, left the meeting, and so they were not part of the resolutions of that meeting. Chair. Hence, now they are mentioned in this report, Chair. Just thought I should explain that. It was by the request of the members. Consequently, the minority members rejected the minutes of 18 and 25 May 2022 as not the true reflection of what transpired in the, at those meetings. The next session chair deals with the expressions of minority views. And uh, the first part deals with Rule 288, Subsection 3, uh, F of the National Assembly states that in its report, the committee must, if it's not a unanimous report, one, specify which, respect, which respects and why there was no... We're going there, Jay, almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need water. Okay. <laughs> In addition to the views representatives of the majority in the committee, convey any views of a minority in the committee in, in order to facilitate debate when the report comes before the House. Clause 10, amending section 21 of the Act. <clears throat> the Democratic Alliance, Economic Freedom Fighters, Inkata Freedom Party, uh, objected. Oh, sorry, Chair, I left out the the other one. The, sorry, sorry, my apologies. The African Christian Democratic Party. My apologies for that. Claudia, before the members. What about FF plus? Sorry, Chair. What about FF plus? Oh, yes. Sislin, you can advise. Do I also include it here? I'm checking. Yeah, I'm not sure, Chairperson. It's a good question. Sislin, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I will also I will seek um, advice because uh, the member of the FF plus was not present. She was chair. Where are you now? Are you okay. Here? Okay. Yes, I'm here. What we've done here, we 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 reflecting the minority views that were submitted to us and as well as minority views that transpired during our proceedings. Uh, what in terms of the 
the FF plus. I need to check because who member Brett, um, she's not a permanent member, either an alternate member of this committee, but a member, any member in the assembly can attend any meeting and participate. But I just want to check in terms of the composition of party, whether we can reflect that in the report. Since she's not a member of this committee. Thank you very much for that explanation. Do that. And then so as to adopt the report with all the amendments. Honorable Chair, my It's 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 Bridget, uh, Honourable Chair, and okay. my hand is up. Oh yes, yes. Uh-huh. I just wanted to. I, I I thought one would wait until the end of the meeting, as it happened. Yeah, you are right. The, I'm sorry. You are right. Thank you very much for cautioning me. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit tired and drained by the funeral that is taking place, and also this report. Thank you, Honourable Masan. Let me That's, wait. Okay. Carry on, Yuli. Okay, Chair. Okay, I'll wait for the what does this Linda advise? What advice is Linda gets, or maybe it will come out during deliberations about the uh, Honorable Briad Chair. Okay, I objected to, to the rejection of Clause 10, amending Section 21. The Democratic Alliance expressed the following minority views. Many unmarried fathers are the primary caregivers of maternal orphans. It does propose that a compromise approach be adopted and include a new Section 21, capital A, certificate process, and not the amendment proposed in Section 21, subsection 1 to 4. The new certificate process goes through the family advocate or the children's court so the necessary checks and balances to protect women, children, and father's rights are ensured. For example, if the mother does not agree, then medi- mediation in terms of Section 21, Subsection 3 must happen before the female advocate will entertain the certification, certificate application. The proposed amendment is aimed at enabling the children's court to also issue the certificate because in many rural areas, the family advocate is not available. Maternal orphans often do not have birth certificates and this poses a barrier to them accessing social grants and school. This certificate process will help unmarried fathers who are caring for maternal orphans to obtain the proof they need when approaching the Department of Home Affairs. To register the child's birth. The child will also need a parent's assistance to obtain their ID. If they are a maternal orphan and their father does not have any proof that he is their father, the Department of Home Affairs will not accept him as a parent to assist the child to obtain their ID, and the child is at risk of never obtaining their ID. The certificate process will also enable the working father to add the child to his medical aid, pension policy, or life policy, thereby contributing to the child's financial needs in the present and future. The African Christian Democratic Party, similarly to the 
Democratic Alliance submitted the following minority views. Amendments to Section 21 of the Act, as reflected in Clause 10 of the Children's Amendment Bill, forms an integral part of the comprehensive legal solution to the crisis in the foster care. Clause 10 facilitates the care of maternal orphans by unmarried fathers who have met the requirement of Section 21. It provides legal recognition and certification to unmarried fathers living with maternal orphans, enabling them to protect and care for their children and act as their legal guardian. The ACDP therefore contends that the amendments to Section 21, as reflected in Clause 10, should be incorporated into the Children's Amendment Bill currently before Parliament. However, should Clause 10 not be included in the Bill as a result of the concerns raised by some MPs regarding adopting the amendments to Section 21 at this stage of the process? A compromise approach will be to adopt only the new Section 21A certificate process and not the amendments proposed in Section 21, subsection 1 to 4. The new certificate process goes through the family advocate or the children's court so that the necessary checks and balances to protect women, children, and fathers' rights are ensured. For example, if the mother does not agree, then media mediation with regard to Section 21, Subsection 3 must happen before the family advocate will entertain the certificate application. This certificate process will help unmarried fathers who are caring for maternal orphans to obtain the proof they need when approaching home affairs to register the child's birth. The child will also need a parent's assistance to obtain their ID. If they are a maternal orphan and their father does not have any proof that he is their father, Home Affairs will not accept him as a parent to assist the child to obtain their ID, and the child is at risk of never obtaining their ID. The certificate process will also enable working fathers to add the child to his medical aid, pension policy, or life policy, thereby contributing to the child's financial needs in the present and future. Inkata Freedom Party also submitted the following minority views. Section 21 should have been included. It was in the full bill and all submissions were agreed with this section, plus the Department of, oh sorry, let me read again, and all sub submissions agreed with this section, plus the Department of Social Development. It should have been included because many children often or abandoned by their mothers and living with unmarried fathers. The amendments to Section 21 will help prevent these children ending up in foster care. The process before the committee was one to give effect to the court order, which required the committee to come up with a comprehensive, sustainable, effective legal solution. The committee was tasked to solve a major crisis affecting 700,000 orphans and thousands of abused children. By not amending this session, the end result will be that the committee might be exacerbating this, the crisis in the foster care system rather than alleviating it. 90% of submissions supported section 21 is tabled. There was no reason therefore to defer it 
to a further consultative process. That was with regard to clause 10. Clause 82, which amends section 150 of the Act, the Democratic Alliance, the Inkata Freedom Party, and the African Christian Democratic Party proposed for the amendments of section 150, subsection 1, to reflect the, the department's new policy that the majority of orphans in the care of family members are not in need of statutory care and protection and do not need to go through the foster care system. They submitted that the wedding in the table bill should mirror the wedding that was finally decided on for the National Child Care and Protection Policy 2019. <clears throat> After many years of consultation, however, with regards to the amendment proposed in the bill for section 151, subsection A, 150, subsection 1A, this is not the case. They submitted that the wording of the bill does not ensure that orphan or abandoned children in the care of family members will no longer have to go through the foster care system. However, it also implies that the family members must be assessed first to find out if they are suitable caregivers. This should be discouraged as DSD does not have the capacity to assess the caregivers of approximately uh, 700,000 to 1 million orphans in the care of relatives. If they attempt to do this, it would bottleneck access to the child support grant top-up and consume scarce social worker resources that should rather be spent on responding effectively to children's calls for help and active reports of abuse, neglect, and exploitation. The wording of the table bill also goes beyond what the child care and protection policy provides. By implying that an orphaned or abandoned child who is found on their, on their own with no caregiver can be, formally, can be informally placed in brackets, no court order, with a distant relative that the child has never met without there being any follow-up statutory supervision or monitoring. Abandoned or orphaned children who are not in the care of a family, such as um, abandoned babies or abandoned children or orphans living on their own, should be considered children in need of care and protection and eligible for foster care. The question should therefore not be about whether the child has, with underline, no parent, guardian, family, member or caregiver who is able and suitable to care for that child, but rather whether the child is in the care which underlined of a family member. The process of looking for a suitable and, and able caregiver for abandoned child or orphan child who is found on their own is a foster care process and should go through the former child care and protection system. It could be converted to guardianship after a period of time in foster care once the caregiver and the child have formed an attachment. The DSD's own child care and protection policy recognizes the principles of attachment theory 
and therefore uses the phrase inverted commas often or abandoned and not in the care of a family member. These are the words that the bill should also use. This would match the DHD's own policy and be in keeping with the public submission made by the child rights organization, including the Center for Child Law, Children's Institute, Children in Distress Network, and Child Welfare. Clause 86, amending section 159 of the Democratic Alliance um, submitted the following minority views. In practice, section 152A, capital A, will mean that an alternative care orders can be allowed to expire and then can be brought to the court for extension after they've expired. While this is aimed at providing a temporary solution to the foster care crisis, in particular, the large number of orphans in the foster care with family members, it will also negatively affect a large number of, of their children in alternative care. In total, it will affect approximately 370,000 children with alternative care orders. Maybe Chairperson here uh, may just explain one something. A submission from Honorable uh, Masango was uh, detailed, and it, especially on this point, it gave a breakdown of statistics and also it gave an illustration on the implications or the impact of, of this section. So because the, when I was drafting this report, Mrs. Lind, we then consulted with um, the, our peers in the committee section and also looked at what the, the common practice when writing this uh, committee report. And what came out strongly was that it, it mainly captures the essence of the view of uh, whatever party is, uh, is raising it. So that's why some sections from Honorable Masango are not here. Uh, they were, is illustrating the impact or the implications of the subsection. But in essence, the main, I, uh, my view that is raised is that what I just read now, Chairperson. So I thought I should just explain that also for Honorable Masango's um, to maybe understand or advantage. <laughs> Then the Inkata Freedom Party submitted the following minority views. The amendment in the bill as tabled will allow the court to extend an already expired foster care order retrospectively. But SASA is obliged in terms of the Social Assistance Act to stop paying foster care grants once the court order expires. The amendment to section 159 will not stop grants from lapsing. If the court order expires, the SASA computer automatically lapses the grant. If the payment does not lapse, SASA will get an audit query. Even though the payment of the grant can, can backdate once the court order is extended, the charge will still be without a grant until the back pay, and that could be for a year or more, as there is no time period kept in the Section 159 amendment. That was section on the expression of minority views, Chairperson. The next section now deals with the proposals that were made by honorable members with regard to the affirmation, affirmation section. 
Clause 10, amending Section 21. Members of the Democratic Alliance and the African Christian Democratic Party submitted additional proposals. Clause 10, amending Section 21 of the Act, which were not um, effected into the A list. The proposal reads as follows. Subsection 21.1a, a family advocate. Okay, something is not right here, Chair. I need to check here. Okay, yeah, that's right. A family advocate or a children's court may, in the prescribed manner, issue a certificate confirming that the biological father has automatically acquired full parental responsibilities and rights in terms of, subs, of in terms of section one subsection A or one subsection B on application form. A, the mother and the biological father jointly. B, the biological father, comma, after reaching an agreement during the mediation process referred to in subsection three or C, the biological father if, in terms of subsection three, he referred the matter for mediation and the mother, after receiving such notice of mediation, unreasonably refused to attend the mediation. Or two, the mother is deceased or has abandoned the child. And three, the biological father has shown to the satisfaction of the family advocate or the children's court that he has automatically acquired full parental responsibilities and rights in terms of subsection 1A or 1B. So, subsection 1B, a proposal here is if the child's mother is deceased or has abandoned the child and the child's father is not the child's primary, primary caregiver, the family advocate or the children's court should hear representation from the child's primary caregiver and the child before making a finding on the section 21A certificate. And where, where applicable, should also assist the father and primary caregiver to complete the parenting rights and responsibilities agreements in terms of section 22. With regard to clause 82, amending section 150, subsection 1, members of the Democratic Alliance, African Christian Democratic Party, and the Inkata Freedom Party submitted an additional proposal to clause 82, amending section 15, subsection 1 of the Act, which was not effected into the A list. The proposal read as follows The bill should replace the, the words, has no family member who's able and suitable to care for that child, which is not in the care of a family member. It is important that the act is clear that often children who are already in the care of a family member are not considered in, the, in need of statutory care and protections, that is in need of foster care. For instance, an orphan who has been living with their granny for the past 10 years should rather be referred to SASA to obtain the child support grant top-up and then assisted by the children's court to obtain legal guardianship. This approach recognizes the principles of attachment theory. That is, 
that an existing and established bond of attachment between a child and caregiver is recognized as a family relationship that does not require the state to, to supervise or assess the suitability of the caregiver, in brackets, unless someone has alleged abuse or neglect, or there's a family dispute about who has parental responsibility and rights, in, in which case other subsections of section 151A apply, close uh, bracket. With regard to clause 86, amending section 159, members of the Democratic Alliance and Inkata Freedom Party submitted an additional proposal to clause 86, amending one, section 159 of the Act, which was not effected into the A-list. The proposal read as follows. 2A, for three years from the date of commencement of this act in relation to orphaned or abandoned children in foster care with family members, a court may extend an order that has left or make an interim extension of an order for a period not exceeding six months on good cause shown, and if such an extension will be in the best interest of the child. That's the end of the draft report. Yes, Jefferson. Are you done? Yes, I am. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, Yuli and Lindy, can we then uh, get into the deliberations of this? Uh, I see uh, Honorable Stock said. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Let me start by appreciating uh, the comprehensive uh, report that has been presented to us. Also, uh, not forgetting or taking into consideration the amount of work that came or uh, that actually had to come in towards the consolidation of the report from the onset throughout the deliberations uh, which we had as a portfolio committee. I would like to, in advance, uh, thank, uh, I mean, the, the team, the legal team, as well as the support team in the portfolio committee. Uh, for the work, and uh, I also want to put it here to the portfolio committee that it was not an easy process. We all know that this was a lengthy process when we started. COVID also came in. We had to pause, and then we had to reconvene, and then we had our own uh, uh, issues as well in the portfolio committee. But having looked at the report itself, Honorable Chairperson, uh, I'm of the view, safe to say that. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm of the view that uh, the report covers the comprehensive uh, deliberations in the committee. Uh, and then it covers all our views in the committee, those that have agreed, those that had a uh, different view and all of that, having looked at the report. So I think from where I'm sitting, I agree that this report represents a, a, a comprehensive 
a, a, a collegial perspective of what transpired in the committee. So therefore, by saying that, Honorable Chairperson, I would like to formally move for the adoption of the report as a true reflection of what happened uh, in the portfolio committee with regards to the Children's Amendment Bill from where it started up to the end, up to uh, the approach that we have considered as a portfolio committee to consider the foster care-related clauses, uh, put the other clauses in the, in the form of a committee bill, and then the A-list which were adopted, uh, also the B-list that we adopted today as a portfolio committee. So having said that, Honorable Chairperson, I would formally would like to move for the adoption of the committee report. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you, Honorable Stock. Thank you, Chair. Honorable. Thank you. Hmm? Okay. <coughs> you haven't raised your hand then. Oh, um, okay. Let me first. Thankful and to also join our comrades, our member stock, by appreciating the report and also. I would like to take this opportunity to thank the officials, the support staff about the job that they have done. So I'm moving to by saying I also like to second member stock about adopting the report. Thank you, Chair. Okay, Honorable. I see the hands of Honorable Bridget, and then Bridget or Lizelle, and then Bridget. Can we, we follow that sequence? Thank you, Honorable Lizelle. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and greetings to you, and sorry. Um, that I'm only joining now. I'm in a caucus workshop, but um, let me also just first and foremost echo the sentiments um, of my colleagues that spoke before me. I think this was a long road that we've walked together as a portfolio committee. And yes, we did agree and disagree at times, but I think it's imperative that we thank our support staff uh, for this report and the hard work um, that has gone into this as well as our legal advisors. However, I just want to make two or three submissions um, just for the record, and it's not for debate. It's just that I want to put that on record. Um, On page six, the second paragraph, it reads that it was also the proposal and it was agreed that the process will start afresh at the next meeting. And I think um, I just wanted to put on record because I didn't have the opportunity last time. What I recall was that Honorable Bridget had pointed out that we were working from old documents. And then we had agreed that we will restart the process to work from the updated, corrected documents. We didn't say we will start the process afresh. And, and, And by that, I mean, we had agreed to section 21 clause 10. We didn't agree that we will negate or rewind the process to start again. Then close, uh, it also reads close 10, section 21, received substantial public inputs that needed extensive public participation. I think the point that I raised there was that that clause received widespread support um, and more than 90% of people, including DSC, supported that clause, which was section uh, 
Section 21 Clause 10 as tabled. So I just wanted to correct that. And finally, I think when we speak about the issue of um, opposition members um, walking out, I think it was my reflection, which I just want to add, that we didn't walk out because of Section 21, but we walked out because there was a dispute about what the committee had agreed upon and exactly the points that I'm raising now. Um, Sorry, oh, excuse me, Honorable Mutawung, switch mute. I'm mute your chair. Okay, thanks. Sure. Um, chair, chair, in wrapping up, I just want to say that um, it was my reflection or my understanding that when we talk in the minutes about members of the opposition walking out, we didn't walk out because of Section 21. We walked out because we couldn't find each other on the agreements that we had made in the previous meeting. And so when consensus was not reached, we walked out in protest. And I just wanted to put those three points in clarification, um, that it be recorded uh, for official purposes. Uh, and I thank you very much, Chairperson, once again, for leading us in this process. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Lizelle. Um, uh, yeah. What I like is that you are saying it's for noting and 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 correction in or amendments in some way there. Thank you very much. I think it's noted. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Lizelle. Bridget. The next hand was Bridget. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Um, I, 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 I could not agree more with the colleagues that have just spoken about how well the report has been uh, written and how much of work it must have had to go through uh, for it to get to the final uh, product that it is at the moment. I, I, I totally uh, agree and, and, um, and accept um, the explanation that was given earlier by our, our content advisor, um, Yoli, with regard to not having been able to put all the details that came with the report. And so um, I think I just want to thank uh, colleagues and our support uh, staff for, for, uh, for the whole process, because it, it sounds like today is the last part of the phase of the processing of this bill. Chairperson, I need to agree with uh, what uh, Honorable uh, Fanemeva has said about the fact that what I actually said, what we, what has now ended up in the report as having been the reason why the agreement uh, among the committee members on having a clause a 10, section 21 as a surviving uh, clause is that uh, it, it's not uh, accurately put in the report. Uh, because what I said at that meeting was that we were reading or the parliamentary legal ad advisor was reading from the tabled bill with no amendment that had been effected to that point. So that was not the reason to then take out or, 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 or go back on what we had agreed in terms of the number of uh, surviving clauses, especially um, uh, Section 21 and 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 24 as it were so i just want that to be on record chair uh, not negating 
the work that has been done in putting this report together. And the one other thing, Chairperson, that I would like to raise has to do with the way that um, the uh, uh, what we are calling for purposes of this meeting, the minority views as the rules uh, demand for us to say, is that when we wrote, when we agreed that there was going to be minority reports or a minority report, what we went, what I specifically, or what we went away and did was to write a minority report, which we thought would represent the views of the minority or of the opposition parties as a whole, as that those were the things that we kept uh, raising during the deliberations of, of the bill. So um, uh, the, 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 the secretary and the content advisor did um, uh, uh, actually uh, alert me to the fact that the rules do not allow for the minority report, but they allow for minority views. What I did not mention when we spoke was that the reason why there is no name of the Democratic Alliance on the report that I wrote was because it was representing the, the minority parties uh, as, uh, uh, or opposition parties, as we call them. So I don't know to what extent this explanation that I'm making and the understanding that I had will go to um, actually change and take out the names of the parties and just say the, 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 the opposition parties or the minority parties, because I am confident that I am saying this on behalf and uh, of of the of the of the colleagues in the in the in the opposition parties as a whole, and chair. That, that, that for me um, is, is the last I would like to say. And I, I also um, want to thank the, the chair herself for having, uh, you know, tried to uh, drive this, this ship and the colleagues and uh, with all the disagreements, which I believe are, are, are hallmarks of any democracy, uh, or democratic process, and uh, and thank you all so much for 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 this work. Thank you so much, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Prince. It was not an easy task, really, but thank you very much for understanding. And uh, we are really making the amendments on the report, uh, which I don't think there is a train smash on correcting them. I think if I hear you correctly, you are saying we rather say minority parties than rather to name the individual parties, which is not a transfer. It can be amended as you, you have it. Thank you, Honorable Marie. Yo, 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 yo. Can I say something, Chair, just for clarity? Yeah. What do Honorable yes. Nasako just said now? I just want to make sure I get it right because <clears throat> we we received um, submission from Honorable Fana Merve for the IFP. We received from Honorable Sukers from SCTP and then we received from Mama Sango from the Democratic Alliance. So are you now, ma'am, saying I should rather write opposition parties and take out the what I've written as per the submission that were made by these other members 
from the other parties. I just want to make sure that I get it right. So are you saying she is I'm saying yeah. she is saying Yuli, right or you rather say minority parties than to name them by a which is not a I don't see anything on that one. So <laughs> she's saying you just write minority parties. It's fine. It's, 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 I think she's a procedural advisor. Maybe her hand is up. Maybe she wants to say Uman. something. Okay. Yes. Can we then allow um, uh, Marisukas to finish up and then we give Lindy to find up because we are really at the end of this. Okay. Uh, Lindy will give us uh, Mari. Honorable Marisukas. Yes, um, Chairperson. Um, Chair, I am covered by what was uh, by Sis Bridget in support of what was said by Honorable Van Amerwe. I think the only thing that I would want to um, just also add is that, um, not add, but um, amplify is the is to say thank you for the job uh, done by um, Sis Lindiwe and Yoli and the support staff um, it's certainly um, in terms of the, the work that they've done and uh, try to capture what was what happened um, in terms of the detail of this report. I just want to acknowledge that. But I am covered by what was said by um, um, Sis Bridget or Honorable um, Masango, and I would support that as well. And I want to also just say to the my fellow committee members, um, Thank you so much for um, what was indeed a very interesting um, journey. I do hope that what we have learned as we listen to these submissions will um, assist us to deliberate um, effectively and um, deal with the rest of this bill um, that is before us. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, uh, Honorable Sukers. Polnit? Um, thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, I also would like to say thank you to to you as the um, chairperson of this committee and all the committee members and everyone that was part of the process. I want to agree with my colleagues um, that spoke before me that um, that um, it was a process. We sometimes had our difficulties. We 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 um, at locate sometimes, but at the end of the day. It was for the best of the communities out there. Um, and like um, the previous member was saying that it is coming from the opposition parties. Um, um, the way we discussed, because we said not everyone is going to write in so that we don't confuse things which, which two or three people are going to write and then it's going to be on behalf of the minorities. But I think this process learned us and has taught us a lot that, you know, each of us, we have our own views. We come from political parties, but we have the same thing in common is that we want the best for our communities. And for that, I can say thank you to each and everyone. Um, for me, it was a, a learning curve because I wasn't from the process on the beginning of the process here, but I've learned a lot from each and everyone. And uh, Jay, thank you very much for, for everything that you have done through this difficult time with this um, process that we went through. Thank you very much to Lindy and all the others that was part of this process. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Paul Neat. Um, that is progressive. Uh, Lindy? Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, I just want to 
provide the advice regarding the matter of member Brietne. Uh, about oh, yes. her oh, views. Yes. Um, she can participate and also her view can be um, expressed in the report, uh, but the only thing that she cannot do is to vote. So, um, the, 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 especially for Clause 10, she was amongst the, the members that um, objected uh, at the exclusion of, of, of Clause 10, I mean, in Section 21. Uh, Chair, now that there is a proposal um, from, from Member Masango, not to list the the, 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 the the minority parties who objected, who expressed their minority view, and then we put them as 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 minor, uh, as minority parties uh, are consulted. That is allowed uh, because the rules are, allows members they can make their own arrangements. So now we will try to redraft and put all the 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 the. the the minority view as um, as 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 comes from the majority minority parties because what we have done we have upon receipt of uh, uh, different um, uh, reports um, views from members so we try to capture according to what a, a political party express in their start mission. If the, the minority parties are in agreement that we need to capture all the minority views as as if they come from all the minority parties, we will do that with you. Thank you very much. I just wanted to 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 reflect that now that the report has been adopted, uh, chair with the minor, with the amendments, uh, chair we will, the next thing the report will be in the ATC and then um, and then the house will need to maybe I think in the next term scheduled a debate uh, for the second reading where members will prepare their speech and debate on the on, on the bill and then we'll have them they will print the bill you will see the B bill and then will be accessible to parliamentary website the new amendment bill and then it will be subsequently uh, refer upon the after the debate it will go to the NCOP to start their six week cycle to consider the bill. Thank you very much, Te. Um, the, uh, we also appreciate as well the, the positive comments. And it wasn't easy uh, for us as the officials. We had this night not knowing what, what will happen in the meeting. Thank you very much for having such positive you know, comments about the process. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very, thank you very much, Lindsay. Um, let me first uh, inform the, the member. The member Abraham and uh, and the uh, I don't know whether the team is still with us, Chair. She's not with us. Okay. She's not with us now. I was going to say so because I wanted her to do the closing remark. Okay. Um, shame. She's not with us, but we really um, appreciate what she did by being with us today. Um, you are saying, Honorable Alex, okay, the last hand is Honorable Alex. Um, let's give her so that I do the closing remark. Are we still going to do the minutes, Lind? Not today, Chair. Yeah. We didn't check them. Maybe Please. in the set. In our first meeting, the next meeting, meeting. yeah, the next ten. Alex, let's yeah. give over to you. 
Thank, thank you, Chairperson. My matter is just an internal business matter unrelated um, to the Children's Amendment Bill. That's why I just waited until the end, but also wanted to get you before you close the meeting. Um, so if you will allow me. Okay. So, so Chairperson, um, as you are aware, you know, stakeholders um, send letters to the Portfolio Committee, you know, quite often raising concerns that they have. And sometimes when, you know, they aren't um, responded to, you know, they write to individual committee members. So I just would like to hear from you, Chair, what is the process um, for these letters to be attended to by the full committee? Because it's a matter for the entire committee to look at and, you know, not just individual members. And I speak in relation to an email and letter dated by Solidarity dated the 15th of June that was referred to me now um, on Monday because they've got no response. Um, so if you can just give me direction how these stakeholders um, matters then appear on our next agenda. If I need to then write to Lindy to ask for it to appear on our next agenda, noting that we have been consumed with the Children's Amendment Bill and now we can turn our attention to other um, matters of concern. So just a point of clarity, will it be on our next agenda or do I now need to um, write to Lindy and yourself requesting for it to be on our next agenda? Thank you, Jane. Yes, thank you very much for understanding. It needs to be put in the next agenda. You are right. Uh, at least it is critical, but really it's our first time to hear it. Then it can be accommodated in that agenda. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, thank okay. you, uh, Honourable members, let me first thank everyone in a meeting. Let me th thank everyone in the meeting. And um, I am short of words to thank everyone. Starting from the department, advisors, hey, Honourable members, um, for us to be here where we are right now, looking at how, how far is this bill coming from. Yeah, we need to pat ourselves on our shoulders. It was not easy, and we understand that, yes, we do have uh, different views. I'm not going to repeat what uh, honorable members have said, but you have shown the committee that you are really working as a family. For us, at least at the end of the day, to reach where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. Uh, with the report that has just been presented, your uh, other things, I have forgotten about them. But because of the report, I was just reminded by the report. Thanks ever so much, backup staff. Um, uh, because Ulindi has already outlined the, the, the process, what's going to happen, uh, honorable members should, should get ready. Let me say, honorable members should get ready to debate. Honorable members are also free to debate as we have done in the, um, what is this in the committee report. And also what is needed is that the report has been adopted by honorable stock 
and seconded by Honorable Mutawung. You know, you won't believe it with Honorable Mutawung and other Honorable members that were sometimes not well, but um, they, 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 they show the, the commitment by coming to, to the meeting, even if they were not well. Uh, where is the person? So they were not well, but they tried their level best to be with us. Yo, I won't believe it. Even now, you can feel and hear Honorable Mutawung is not well. And most of the Honorable members, because of the weather conditions, they were not well, but they tried. They tried to attend. Thank you ever so much. I really appreciate the work that we have done. I have really appreciate what we have done. But um, I know for a fact that all the amendments that have been put by by honourable members, wait, all the, the the amendments that have been done by honourable members will be inserted. So the, the the report has been amended. I mean, has been adopted with amendments, which means then there is progress. You were wonderful, honourable members. You were wonderful. Uh, uh, department stakeholders that attended our meetings uh, I will never never forget this process I know for a fact that we were all learning as a result we were sometimes requesting to be given in, in, in advice by legal advisors and also by the secretary to, to give us what is it that is going to happen thanks ever so much um, unfortunately, the DM has left because she requested us to be given permission to, to attend to the doctor. Thank you ever so much once more. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Bless, be blessed by God and have a, a, a wonderful constituency week. And now, next week, we won't have meeting until the next time and we will get the program. Thank you. Love you all. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Thank you, Thank you, Honorable Get well soon, man. Sisi. We always miss you. Thank you. Very much. The meeting has adjourned. Thanks. Thank you, Chair.